Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Sarah. And I'm Gabby. And we are two first-year physical therapy students sharing our grad school experiences to help PT students around the world. Embark on this journey with us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. Are you struggling financially in PT school? Are you a PT student struggling to find scholarships? Not enough scholarships offered at your school. We have started the Gratitude Scholarship for PT students, no matter what year, no matter what school you guys can apply. We are raising $5,000. You can check out our GoFundMe link in the description and you can donate, apply, whatever, check it out. We are so excited to be giving this away in the summer of 2019 for our very first time. If you're enrolled in the summer of 2019, interested in applying for the scholarship, you can submit a video no longer than two minutes answering these two questions. What is your vision of physical therapy in the future? And what are you doing outside of the classroom as a PT student? If you answer these two questions and email us the video and submit it before May 1st, then you will be eligible for the scholarship. So check it out, guys. Definitely worth applying. It doesn't take long. We look forward to hearing all your submissions. Thank you. In today's episode with Melba, we talk more about relationships in PT school. And just a little background, I met Melba in undergrad. We went to College of Charleston together, and we had some of the same classes together. And we are at separate PT schools, but we are really good friends, and she is an amazing person. And this is what she had uh, to talk about on the episode. Yeah, because it was her and her boyfriend who is, he's in residency now, but he was in med school when they were first dating, when you knew her, right, Gabby? Yes. Yeah. And then, so now they live eight hours apart, like an eight hour drive apart and they have been living that far apart for a while. So she's in a long distance relationship with somebody in a residency. (laughs) Uh, So time management is key here. And she talks about like how relationships work during PT school and what has worked for them doing long distance and advice for other student physical therapists on being in a relationship during PT school. And she mentioned something really cool. She mentioned it really briefly, but I want to emphasize it here. So the physio duo has a couples and healthcare page with tips for those doing long distance and who want to connect with other people in healthcare. Without further ado, let's get to the episode. Welcome to another episode of Gratitude. So for today's episode, we have Melba and she is a first year uh, PT student at Hunter College. So thank you for coming on today. Yeah, of course. I'm excited. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about what you have going on um, right now as a PT student. Alrighty, so we just finished our second semester, and our first semester was over the summer, and that was eight weeks, and that was all just gross anatomy. So this past semester was more of hands-on classes, so we had like modalities. We also had Kinesis and physiology. So we had a bit more in terms of our course load, which was definitely like a transition from just having strict anatomy 
but right now I'm on break, which is cool because we have a month off, which is really nice. So just been enjoying the break and spending time with family and all that jazz. So (laughs) that's what I'm doing right now. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. You and Sarah have really long breaks. (laughs) Yeah, everybody's been telling me they have like two or three week breaks, I think. Yep. Yeah, you guys get the full like month. We'll enjoy it for you, Gabby. Don't worry. Yes, please do. (laughs) I know I go back next, well, not this Monday, but the the next Monday. So enjoying every day of it. Yeah, of course. So Melba, I know you are in kind of a long distance relationship. I know that this is, I mean, super common in grad school in general. Like people aren't going to put their life on hold and like cut off relationships necessarily. So we're going to go into that a little bit today. So first of all, just tell us like about what you and your boyfriend have been up to since you met. Like when did you meet all that stuff? Okay. I'll give you a quick rundown. Yeah. So so Chris and I met in undergrad. We both went to college of Charleston and then we started dating like kind of around when he got into med school because he got into the Medical University of South Carolina. So that was pretty easy. We saw each other pretty much every day. And then time came around for me to apply to PT school. So I kind of like told him straight out. I was like, I'm probably going to end up going back to New York. Coming from New York, you know, there's a lot of opportunity in New York in terms of the volunteer opportunities I've had given to me in terms of like PT school, like volunteering at the New York Marathon or um, some of the hospitals around here, like some of the best that you can possibly work at. For example, Hospital for Special Surgery is one of like the top hospitals in terms of orthopedics and NYU Langone and Bellevue in terms of if you want to work with TBIs and stuff like that. And I'm really into like the whole neuro aspect of PT. So I knew that if I really wanted to pursue that, New York would be the place for me. So he was pretty cool with it and then it fast forward I got into PT school and he was also applying to residency at the time so we kind of it was kind of understood that we would probably be doing the long distance thing and uh, Duke was his first choice so I knew we'd probably be pretty far from each other but in terms of that fast forward and then he moved over there and then I moved over here and it was kind of different you know not going from seeing him every day to like see him I guess we see each other on average every two months now so I guess that was the big difference was it was kind of weird not seeing him every day you know but in terms of right now I guess our relationships changed because it's so dependent on FaceTime or like social media or like calling each other but we make it work and I think the main thing is like it kind of differs what rotation he's on in terms of how often I get to talk to him. For example, like right now he's on an overnight. So I know I probably won't speak to him. I spoke to him at like five this morning and then I'll probably won't speak until like tomorrow after noon-ish. So it really depends on what rotation he's on. So if he's on like an outpatient one, then our hours that we speak to, to each other are more regular. So I'll speak to him usually speak to each other like five in the morning before he goes in and then once he gets out so it'll usually be like five or six but then if he's like in the ICUs or other rotations like that I'll probably speak to him like eight-ish because he gets out at like seven-ish so it's been a big adjustment but like I tell Gabby I think it wouldn't have worked out if we weren't so 
understanding of how busy both of us are, you know? And I think it makes it easier in a sense because you both are in grad school or like he was, you know, he's going through med school. So like he knows what it's like. Um, and say you were dating someone who just didn't have that experience, I think it would be totally different. Yeah, exactly. And that's what, like, I tell Gabby all the time, like, because I understand what it was like for him when he went through med school. Like, I think he's able to reciprocate how much of the time that he knows it's going to take me, you know, in terms of taking up my time and stuff like that. And I think, like, what's awesome is, like, he's so understanding about it. For example, like, when he visited during the time I was taking anatomy like I would be I would feel guilty because I'm like I have to study and I know he came all the way from North Carolina to like spend time with me but he'd be like oh it's okay and he would just like read comic books while I studied so I think I'm really lucky that I found somebody who's so understanding because I feel like there are a lot of people who don't get how busy we are and that it makes you feel guilty but I think like it's awesome if you can find somebody who knows what you're going through or who's been in your shoes, you know? Yeah, definitely. And it's great that you're both in the, you know, the healthcare field too, because you, you can reciprocate and understand each other's busy schedules, especially now, but that's good that you get to talk, even if it is early in the morning, um, making that, that's another like sacrifice, but you have to do it for your relationship. But this is just a side note. Uh, so Melba and I went to college together and every weekend I would come to the library and I would, before I would get my Starbucks and I would see Chris and Melba sitting at the table on the first floor in the library. I would come over and chat and say hi for a little bit. And he would be studying his medical school stuff. And then Melba and I would probably be talking about assignments that we had in our undergrad major. But yeah, I remember those days and they were, <laughs> they were good. But yeah, even during undergrad, like you guys had a really strong relationship and I think that's what's the difference like I think what is made going through PT school so quote-unquote easy being in a relationship is that we like establish such a strong foundation prior to like going to residency or going to PT school you know I, I was telling Gabby the other day I feel like a lot of people in PT school are ready to date but it's hard to establish a relationship or a foundation when you're in PT school and you're trying to get to know somebody and in terms of all that, just because your time is so limited. And I feel like as PT students, we always joke like, oh, we don't have time to do this. We don't have time to do that. So I feel like it can be difficult sometimes. Yeah, time management during PT school is huge for yourself, like for your studies, but also for the people you care about. And you have to make that time for them. like yeah, sure, we're busy, but that's not necessarily an excuse as to, like, why we can't ever see anybody, you know, like. <laughs> that's what I always say. I'm always, because I know, like, sometimes we fall into the trap of saying, oh, I don't have time, but I think it's, like, that saying that always goes, you have to make time or you're never going to have time, and I think that's really important in terms of whether it's, like, your friendships out of, outside of PT school or a relationship or anything of that matter, you know. Definitely. So now that you're over break, um, you'll be able to see each other soon. We won Jimmy Fallon tickets. Oh, that's so cool. We're going to do that. And then he's coming actually next Saturday, which will be fun. And we're going to go to the Poconos in Pennsylvania. What? 
some tubing and um yeah it should be fun and then after that i'm gonna go down to durham for two weeks and then back to school after that that would be so exciting and you guys it sounds like you're doing an amazing job like you have systems in place you made time to see each other you know like in advance and so how long have you actually been together so i think chris and i always like i think it's six years this upcoming year it'll be but yeah like you said we have kind of a system in place I think that was what was scary once we started long distance because we didn't know like we didn't know getting into so I think once we got more secure with it in terms of knowing oh this is when we'll be able to talk to each other this is how often we'll be able to talk to each other I think now we're like, oh, okay, it's not so bad. I think that's what makes it so scary most of the time because you don't know what you're getting into or how it's going to work out. And you have all these worries and stuff like that. But once you actually start doing it, I think it makes it that much better. Definitely. So what is one piece of advice you would give to a grad student in general, whether that be they're in a relationship, whether it's long distance or not, or maybe someone who's not in a relationship, but is kind of thinking about it. I know patience is a big thing. That would be number one, definitely like have patience. Because I, I've always been a firm believer in like, don't go out looking for love, like love will find you. Cause I met Chris, I was literally sitting in a bar cause I didn't want to dance. And like, he literally came up to me and then one thing led to another and now we're together, you know? So I, I think definitely be patient. I feel like find somebody that you connect with because I think it's nice that Chris is in the medical field because like I can come home and talk to him like I know when I was working my tech job I would be like oh look like today we had somebody with like Guillain-Barre syndrome like we can talk about stuff from different medical standpoints which is nice and I feel like not that I wouldn't date somebody who was in the medical field but it's nice that I can talk to somebody about something that I'm passionate about and they can like reciprocate fact so I feel like definitely like you said patience and I feel like don't rush anything because I feel like a lot of times relationships people want to progress to the next step or they want to like just have that title to have the title and I feel like sometimes that like just ruins the relationship so I feel like definitely just have patience and like once you are dating somebody like take your time getting to know them like you don't have to be boyfriend and girlfriend you know right away so I think those are the main things. I like what you said, you know, love will find you. Don't go looking for love. And I am such a firm believer in that as well, because I've had, you know, like this very similar experience you have, like I freshman year of undergrad, my high school boyfriend and I had broken up. We were together for like two years or whatever. And I was like so upset. And I told myself, I'm not going to date anybody freshman year of undergrad. And like a few months later, Jason and I met. And it was just like so crazy. And here we are five years later, like still together. Yeah, the same exact thing. Like I had just broken, my boyfriend had just like broken up with me probably like a few months before. And I was just like, oh, I'm over it. Like I'll just do me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you attract good things when you just focus on yourself. Yeah. On your career. And that's what I always tell my friends. I'm like, like after like breakups or anything, like this is like a time for growth. Like I felt like once my first boyfriend broke up with me, like, that's one a period of growth that where you can work on yourself and you can kind of reflect and be like hey like this is what I didn't like in that relationship and this is what I expect in the next one so I think another piece of advice I'd be like just 
do you and focus on yourself and then things will fall into place and like I feel like whoever you're looking for will eventually find you it's like another quote I'm like I love quotes so much but it's like don't tie tie your goals to like a person or a thing don't tie your I think it's like your dreams or something tie it to a goal and you'll never be disappointed so I think that's a good quote to live by (laughs) yeah I love that and your boyfriend have been together for like six years now what was the biggest change when you did become long distance I think just not being able to talk to him as much and I think I would say I'm a pretty patient person to begin with but I think when he's on a rotation where he's on call for 30 hours like every two or three days and not really being able to talk to him sometimes you kind of feel distant but I think Chris is really good about making sure like if he is on call he'll like text me goodnight or like send me a funny meme or something that way it doesn't feel so isolated you know so I think the biggest adjustment was not being able to talk to him as much you know I can't call him anytime I want it's kind of like based on his job like on his schedule so it's kind of like you said kind of like taking advantage of the times that we can so if it means waking up at 4 a.m to be able to talk to him for 30 minutes or an hour or staying up later then I think those are kind of like little sacrifices you have to make in terms if you really want to make it work what were your options before you became long distance? Like, did you guys ever consider like just stopping talking to each other? Or was that never an option in your mind? I don't think that was ever an option because Chris was just like, I think we've always been the type, like Chris always says, I don't have to say what's understood. And I take that to heart because like, we never discussed like breaking up. I think it was just understood like, yeah, this is the circumstance. Like Chris always says it's a little hiccup, but (laughs) it's a hiccup in our relationship, but in the long run, it'll pay off, you know? So I think it was always understood that we, we would keep with our relationship just because we've worked so hard for it. Right. I don't, yeah, I don't really think like we were ever like, oh, like this is going to be too hard. We're not going to do it. You know, I don't really think that was ever an option because we never really discussed it. We just understood, yeah, this is going to suck, but you know, we got to do what we got to do. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest fear for people. Like, as soon as you get into grad school, like you said, you don't want to tie your goals to a person. You want to tie it to your life goals and what's going to make you happy in your life. And circumstances may change, but you have to really decide, am I going to go for this goal, even though maybe I'm going to be long distance with this person? And you guys need to, like, talk that out. And what do you think you might have wished somebody would have told you as you're making that transition from being together in the same city or whatever to completely different states. It's funny because I like, I called my friend Claire because I knew she had been doing long distance and she was like, she basically, Claire is very straightforward and I love her for that. She's like, yeah, it's going to suck. Sometimes you're not going to be able to see him for like months on end and stuff like that. But like you can't think about that. You have to because I'm the type of person I'm very like I like to have things my life planned out. And I've learned throughout the years that's not the best way to be because life doesn't happen the way you want it to happen. Though Chris is always like you need to focus on today and the now. And I think that's important. So like I wish people would not have kind of made it seem as if I was like aloof in terms of doing a long distance relationship because I felt like people would be like 
oh, you're going to do that. You think, do you think it's going to work? Mm-hmm. And that didn't make me feel good because right. it made me kind of like skeptical and like, oh, like, you know, are they right? And I would like call my friends and be like, yeah, but you can't listen to those people, you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess it's not what I wish people would have told me going into it. I just wish some people would have been more supportive and not so skeptical or like doubtful about it. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing when you do move away. My boyfriend and I were long distance for a couple of months because um, we had a house in Indiana and then I got a call last minute and they're like, you're coming to Pennsylvania for school. And I was like, oh gosh, I just got adjusted to Indiana. And um, so that distance can be hard and people don't understand because maybe they've never, they've never tried it before. And in their mind, like long distance might not be worth it, but it's really about who you're dating. Like, do you think it's worth it with that person? And it's not other people's judgment on your relationship. And I think that if people are supportive, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. And like you said, I think it's kind of like you have to weigh your pros and your cons, especially with the person you're with. Because I feel like it's definitely harder for a newer couple to do long distance than somebody you've been with for a while. But yeah, I think it's all about, I knew the best thing, I think there was a mutual understanding that the best thing for me was to go to New York and the best thing for him was to go to Duke. Because Duke was his number one choice and he was interested in cardiology and Duke is like one of the top institutions for cardiology. So I think if there's like that real mutual understanding that you both need to do what's best for you and then once you accomplish it y'all can reconnect then I think that's really the foundation in terms of long distance relationship. Yeah and you mentioned a good point earlier of people who could be judgmental and toxic to your relationship and sometimes that just means cutting those people out of your life who are not going to support you through the long distance and you know who are really not going to be there for you when it comes to you know talking about that you need to talk about the struggles because some days are probably harder than others when you're when you're missing him more often so yeah that's another big thing to also consider too like you have to stick with your support group who really support the both of you last time I went up to Durham Chris got called in all of a sudden on what was going to be our last day together. Like we found out the night before. So him and I were obviously pretty bummed because what Saturday was our last day and we didn't even know it was going to be our last day together. So I had to leave on Sunday and I didn't, we didn't really get to say goodbye to each other. So I think you really have to be understanding. And also I think long distance makes it definitely makes us value our time together more rather than when you get to see the person every day. So I think that's another major thing. Also, I want to talk about the physio duo. So they started a couples and healthcare page, which is also pretty awesome. And it's basically like a nice platform for couples who are in healthcare to interact with each other and connect and also kind of share tips for those that are long that are doing long distance. So I think that's definitely a good um, resource in terms of if y'all are doing long distance or you just want to connect with other couples that are also in healthcare. That sounds like an awesome support system. I actually haven't heard of Physio Duo. I'm going to have to look into it now. It's Gabby and Dwayne. Yeah, Gabby and DJ Haskins, they actually 
know Joseph Ningugi really well. I can't say his last name. Um, but yeah, definitely check out their page. I know they made this page and I saw Melba and Chris will be on there. So they asked us to do a little feature, which we were excited about. So we did that and spread the word about it. So it was pretty cool. That is really awesome. And so I'm curious. So did you guys live together in, where did you say you were both from? So we met in Charleston in South Carolina. So we basically lived together. We got my puppy, Ollie, I'm obsessed with, like during that whole transition period. So like February of that year, Chris's landlord didn't allow dogs. So Chris basically stayed with me most of the time and we raised Ollie together. Uh-huh. We basically, we basically lived together, but we always had our own separate apartments. So that's even like kind of a bigger transition than going from that to hours. How many hours apart are you guys? We're driving. It's eight hours, but the flight, it's pretty good because the flights are direct out of Durham and JFK. So it usually takes me an hour, hour and 20, which is pretty quick when I fly, but it's still longer than we did long distance kind of when we first started dating so he was in columbia south carolina and i was in charleston but that was only like an hour and a half drive so it's definitely a bigger distance now than before well i guess we can go back to pt school so you are in your you just finished your second semester right yes that almost killed me but it's almost (laughs) oh no have the craziest final schedule that I've ever probably have had to do in my life. So we had we had our last two weeks. We basically had tests. I think if you counted, it was like seven back to back. And then we also had two group presentations and then four papers due at the same time. It was it was a lot. But it's pretty rewarding to know that you can get through like all these hoops and stuff that they throw at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I was gonna say, do you have any current advice for student PTs or aspiring PT students who have just gotten accepted? I know more people are getting their acceptance letters now and into next year um, who are starting school either in this next summer or next fall. Yeah, I think once you get into PT school, your focus should be on learning as much as possible to become the best PT that you can become and to learn as much for your patients. I think sometimes we get so caught up in grades and how well we're doing in terms of a measure as to how well we're doing. So I feel like like grades really don't matter once you get into PT school. And I think like more people should adopt that philosophy because at the end of the day, when you see your first patient, they're not going to care what you got on that anatomy test or that kinesiology test. They're just going to really care about how well you treat them and how how well you kind of jive with them. So I think once you get into PT school, like throw the whole like grade thing out of the window because I think it's more about developing yourself and thinking about the people that you're going to help in the future. Super important. And, like, get involved. Get involved as much as possible. Like, like you two are going to... Sorry, that's all. <laughs> you oh, are, you both have dogs. <laughs> yeah, we both have dogs. Oh, Ollie! Do have any advice for people? <laughs> for people listening, Melba has her dog. You should go follow him on Instagram. 
Ellie the party. P A R T I, not Y. But yeah, that would be my advice. And just get as involved as possible. Like you guys are going to conferences, and I, it's like that was a piece of advice that a third year gave me from my school. She wished she had gotten more involved in terms of volunteering or just throwing herself into PT related stuff because I feel like she got so focused in terms of doing well in school that she kind of didn't take time to do stuff other than PT school. I think that's another thing too, like it's okay to take breaks from studying. I know my first semester I was just in the books all the time and I felt guilty if I took a break or I wasn't studying. So I feel like now I've learned that it's okay to do things other than PT school or other than study. And I feel like I actually do better when I'm not in the books like 10 hours straight. Oh yeah and you actually got a really cool opportunity to volunteer. Uh, I know you said this earlier for the New York City Marathon and how was that? That was pretty cool. We were all like gave us it was sponsored by New Balance this year so we got like jackets that said like medical volunteer and we also got badges and we were granted like full access basically to any access point in terms of the marathon which was cool but me and my classmate Diana we were stationed at the medical tent after the finish line so you can only imagine all these people coming in after running 26 miles basically they ran all the boroughs in New York City so I think it's all six boroughs and they started in Staten Island and then they finished in Central Park so initially it was pretty dead but then people like started dropping like flies which was crazy but it was pretty cool because before they even started crossing the finish line, we got to prepare ice packs, set up IV poles next to the, the stretchers, also like hot chocolate and stuff like that, and Gatorade and all that stuff. But it was, it's, it was pretty awesome from a PT standpoint because you actually got to like stretch them out because a lot of them had pretty bad cramps and stuff like that. So the PT students were pretty much like the main ones in terms of helping those runners out that were cramping up pretty badly. But it's nice because you get a lot of freedom in terms of using what learned so far. You know, people are pretty supportive and enthusiastic about it. They're like, oh, you're a PT student. You got to get in there and you got to help them out. So I think it was pretty cool. And I think, like I said before, like I knew this is why I wanted to come to New York because stuff like this. It was the best choice for me to come back home. And for sure. I didn't realize how many people were doing long distance relationships. But I knew when Chris went off to residency, I was like, oh, we're probably going to be the only ones doing long distance. But a lot of his co-residents are married and doing long distance. So, you know, I felt like that was pretty comforting to know as well that they have to do what they have to do. So I think that was another major thing that I learned or that I found out that I had a misconception about. Yeah, because people think, oh, if you're in college, you must like not have a life. Like I said earlier, like that's the only thing you're doing is studying, but people have relationships. What is life without people? So, I mean, people aren't gonna just drop that and quit. So I think that is important for people to understand that their struggles aren't necessarily their own and it's comforting to know that you know you're not the only one um yeah. I think I think over half of my class uh is in long distance relationships or married 
Yeah, like a few of my classmates are in long distance relationships. Yeah, and it's the distance is further than Chris and I, so it's like, you know, other people are doing it too. So that's kind of reassuring that other people can make it work and so can you. So I think that's kind of a positive aspect of it. Yeah, I know there are quite a few relationships in my program as well. And yeah, I think most of them though have been dating for so long. So like you said, setting that foundation and then, you know, once you go long distance, you'll make it work, you know, no matter what. Yeah, because I feel like it kind of has like a negative connotation, you know, and I feel like, I don't know, maybe somebody should reinvent the way, you know, long distance is looked at. Yeah, because it's frightening because you don't know what to expect and you don't know how you guys will kind of be on your own. But I think it can be a really positive thing. You both have time to grow separately and of course still be together and still be communicating and still like be in a relationship with that person, but grow and find who you both are. Yeah, exactly. I think that's really important. I think long distance relationships actually end up being much stronger in the end than any other relationships. Like if you're just with this person, not that it's bad to never be in long distance, don't get me wrong, long distance is still hard, but it is really rewarding. And I think that's underestimated. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, something you can put under your belt and say that you've done. Because people have, yeah, people have told me before, yeah, it sucks. Like, nobody's ever like, oh, you know, it's going to be easy breezy. So I think it's just like a temporary obstacle that if you can overcome, then it definitely works in your favor later on. But are you and your boyfriend long distance right now or y'all are together in the same town or well (laughs) so long story short let's just let's just condense my story kind of like you did (laughs) so Jason and I met he's upstairs he doesn't care that one about him (laughs) (laughs) we met freshman year of undergrad um and we have been dating since then so it's been like five years and our my senior year his last year because like super senior because he's an engineer so his last year and my last year of undergrad, we lived together. We got a house in Akron, Ohio. And um, then we both graduated and I was waiting to hear back from PT school. And he was waiting to look for jobs and our lease was up and we were like, well, we don't want to go for another year. So we both moved back with our parents separately. And um, that's like an hour drive. So we did that for eight months, nine months, quite a long time. And um, he got a job in Indiana. We got a house there. And then I got called. (laughs) So we moved to Indiana in March and I got the call in June about PT school of this year. (laughs) So now he, he moved back. He moved to Pittsburgh. He got a job in Pittsburgh last month. No, two months ago. So he's like an hour away from me now. So it all worked out. So we still live separately now, but I think that it still works out like you might think oh it's only an hour away but I do still have PT school so we see each other maybe like once a week or once every other week um I think I think that has been really good and we've grown a lot from it and I I think I agree with you like the negative connotation of long distance it's hard but I think it's so worth it it's so rewarding when you do get to see each other and you come out on the other side and I think it's nice knowing you know like despite the distance you can still like call on that person or if you need something or anything like that you know like that aspect of the relationship doesn't change 
yeah and like the circumstance around it you know and being physically able to see them but I think it's nice knowing I can come home from like a crappy day at school or just like a crappy day in general and you know you can still share and exchange and it still feels the same so I think that's nice definitely I'd agree yeah I'm just I'm being patient like you said I'm just gonna do me and <laughs> wait until guy comes along and we'll see whether that's in PT school or after but podcast will be um finding you a date finding me a date. <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> oh man but where can we find you on social media if anybody wants to connect with you and talk about this more yeah i'm down um so my instagram handle is melba madamba which is a lot so it's m-e-l-b-a-m-a-d-a-m-b-a and that's my instagram i'm also on facebook um you can type in the same name and that's basically the two main things i use and i think that you might be surprised at who reaches out to you (laughs) um i think that a lot of people this is kind of like a hush hush topic like nobody really talks about it and it's unfortunate I think that it should be talked about because PT school isn't just about class. It's about your life. Yeah. And I think a lot of people like, I think just relationships in general, people don't want to be like, you know, oh, like we're not going through a great time right now or we're going through a rough patch and people, nobody likes to admit that or nobody likes to, you know, on social media, everything is fine and dandy, but I think it helps when you can talk about it with other people rather than keeping it hush hush like for instance one time like when we first got ollie i know it was a big adjustment because it's basically like having a kid we had to take him out like every two hours even like throughout the night and stuff like that you know i was really open with chris and like he was like yeah i'm sorry like we were at dinner with a friend he's like yeah i haven't been i've kind of like been dropping the ball in terms of taking care of ollie and i need to do better and i think just being open when you have like problems sometimes it's it's better than being hush-hush because in reality, no couple is perfect or they don't argue or they don't have like rough patches. So I think relationships are kind of kept hush-hush in terms of that aspect as well. So I think it's okay to be like, oh, we're having problems right now or, you know, everything isn't a hundred percent where it should be. So I think that's another thing too, in terms of relationship. I think that's another thing that you kind of have to change yeah that's how you grow like you go through the lows and you come out higher on the end like yeah and you have to it's all about also gabs you know this it's all about like communication and you know speaking up and all that jazz so if you can find somebody who can take you at your worst and your best then they're a keeper oh yes yep gotta find that person (laughs) (laughs) gabby (laughs) Have y'all seen that meme? It, it was like, if you can't um, handle me at my finals week, you don't deserve me at my sil- syllabus week. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So I think that sums it up perfectly. I agree. <laughs> and with that, we will thank you for the last hour of your time you have taken out of your day to chat with us. Yeah. It's so good to hear from other PT students. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. It was fun. I definitely want to do it again, so. Oh, yes. We'll have a part two in the future. Okay, part two, we'll have people phone in and all that jazz. <laughs> It'll be like Q&A. Well, actually, that's a good one. That's actually a good one. 
or just relationship Q and A, PT school relationships. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.